0: It, if you're going to do that this morning, if you're going to do your part, why don't you lift up your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Give praise, praise to the King of Kings. Praise. He's the Lord, mighty in battle. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, let's make it louder in this place. Let, hallelujah. Let's make the demons tremble. Let's worship with the choir as they sing.
1: Almighty, Almighty he's yes, incredible, oh. Wonderful, wonderful and marvelous. marvelous. He is, he is, he is, he is. He is. Almighty, Almighty.
0: He's incredible, incredible, amazing. amazing,
1: supernatural, supernatural. Oh. Wonderful. wonderful, wonderful, marvelous, marvelous, he is. he is, he is, he is. Oh hallelujah, come on somebody put your hands together. If you know that God is great, and greatly to be praised, say, let creation sing. Let creation sing. Let the people Take a moment and give him thanksgiving for his goodness, for his mercy. He's been a great God. He's been a mighty God. Give it praise today. Oh, come on, let's worship Him in this place today. How many believe He's mighty? Who is this King of Glory? Who is this King of Glory? Lord, strong and mighty He is. Lord, strong and mighty. Lord God, mighty in battle. Lord God, mighty in battle. Who's Lord, Lord, powerful as Him? Glory feel oh
0: if you believe that you want to lift up your hands I'm telling the presence of the Lord is here right now this very moment your miracles awaiting you today your healing is in this place today the answer is here today if you believe it one more time lift up your hands lift up your voice unto the Lord let him touch you let him reach you today yes it can happen today Today. A miracle can
1: happen, a miracle can happen, a miracle
0: can happen in this place. Yes, yes. With Jesus it will
1: happen.
0: That's what makes the, Jesus, the difference. With Jesus, happen. all things are possible. With Jesus, it can happen today. time let's worship him let's thank him for his touch hallelujah we thank you for our healing dear God thank you Lord you're in this place right now right now right now hallelujah hallelujah the presence of the Lord is here this morning he's here to meet each and every one of your needs because he cares about each and every one of you singly. And though you're here within a body of believers, a group, we serve a God that knows us personally. The Bible says he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. And I want to tell you today, I want to encourage you today, don't leave without touching Jesus. He'll touch you if you want to touch him. He'll touch you today. Let's clap our hands one more time to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord on a beautiful Sunday. Amen. How many are happy this morning? Amen. That's most of you. I'm trusting everybody leaves happy today, but we're so glad to be in the house of the Lord on behalf of our pastor and precious first lady. We welcome everybody here to Cornerstone. Cornerstone. It's a place where everybody's welcome. Right, Cornerstone? Praise the Lord. I see many guests out here today. Got to meet a few of you. Tim, so glad to meet you today. I know you're here with your mother. This is Bethany's uncle. Amen. God bless you. It's good to see your mother in church. Amen. The Lord's touching you. God bless you. Amen. But we want to take just a few moments and and greet one another. So just for the next few moments, once you slip out of the choir, it's going to sing again. Find someone that you don't know and introduce yourself today. Hands one more time. Hallelujah! He's worthy of our praise today. No one else deserves praise like our God. He purchased your salvation. No one else could do it but Jesus. We worship you, God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated just for a few moments. Amen. Once again, so glad to see everybody here today. Amen. Being a human being, we have the freedom to choose. Choose what we do, choose what we want to be, choose where we want to be. But I see a bunch of people that chose to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. No better place. No better place to be. Good choice today. Amen. But uh, if you are a first time guest, uh, as we had mentioned, we're so glad that you are here today, but you should have received a, one of our guest cards, and it has something to fill out on the back, and on the front it has a picture of a coffee cup, and that is significant for you because all our first time guests, when they fill out their guest card and following the service, our coffee shop will be open. When you go there and turn it in, that gets you a free coffee, drink, latte, Italian soda, whatever you want. That's how we do it around here, right, Cornerstone. Amen. So guests, please don't leave uh, uh, directly after preaching. We're going to have an altar call, going to have a great time of prayer and fellowship, but uh, come out and meet us at the coffee shop. We'd love to get to know you a little better. Um, Amen. Uh, Let's not forget our schedule. Uh, We will have Tuesday night service, 7 o'clock for prayer, 7.30 for service, also following that day will be Wednesday family prayer at 7 o'clock here at the church, and that is just not, you don't have to be a church member to, to come to prayer, right pastor? It's for whosoever will, and so we want to encourage you to come on out, even if you don't claim uh, to be a member of Cornerstone, come on out, spend a season of prayer with us, and also the church is open Monday through Saturday, 5.30 in the morning till about 9 o'clock doors are open, and if you can make it to the house of the Lord, it is open for you to come and spend a season with the Lord. Amen, church? Amen. Everybody say, God bless Brother Earls. Amen. What a wonderful man. He's going to come at this time. Oh, standing ovation, Brother Earls. Amen. Amen. Well, before I give you the mic, your wife is the one that makes it happen behind the scenes. So we want to we bless Sister Earls. God bless Sister Flower Earls. We appreciate this family. Man, they are a tremendous asset to this church. We love them. But he has an announcement he wants to get out to you guys. Hallelujah. Everybody say family
2: camp. As you know, we had a time at family camp this year. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you miss it, by now you know you missed it. And we're sorry to hear that. But you have the opportunity to go ahead. We want to get it out there as soon as possible. The dates will be July 2nd through the 4th. That is next year. So you're going to want to make sure you mark your calendars, save the dates, save money. Hallelujah. We don't know the pricing yet, but we want to get it out there in plenty of time. There was an amazing amount of activities the amazing time in fellowship, the preaching of the Word of God, and above all, God met us out there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, mark your calendars, July 2nd through July 4th at Family Camp 2020. We're going to have an awesome, awesome time at Riverview Bible Camp, and we look forward to having everybody out there. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Let's all stand. Amen. We're going to worship the Lord. and. In- in giving today, I'd like our ushers to come. While they're coming, um, I was thinking of the scripture this morning in Psalms 29. It said, everybody say give. It says in Psalms 29, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, to the Lord. Glory. Strength. Is this cutting out? Satan don't want you to give today. <laughs> But the Bible says, given to the Lord, O ye mighty, given to the Lord, glory and strength, given to the Lord, glory that's due unto his name. And I want you to know that when you bring your offering, you're just not doing something that we traditionally do, but you are giving glory to God. You are worshiping God giving back to the kingdom is worship unto the Lord. That's how he looks at it. Matter of fact, if you look at that another reading of that scripture, it says, acknowledge the Lord. Instead of giving, it says, acknowledge the Lord. And when we do that, when we sow back into God's kingdom, we're acknowledging that, God, you are our provider. And without you, I could do nothing. Amen. Without you, I, could, I wouldn't have the ability to give. And so, God, because of that, I worship you today, and I give unto you glory today. Amen. How many believe that today? All right. Well, let's give to the Lord today as we... As we sow back into his king, let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, I worship you today, and I thank you, Lord, for the ability, Lord of God, that you have given me, Lord God, with my job. It all comes from you, Lord. You own everything, Lord God, and I thank you that you've entrusted us to be stewards, Lord God, of your blessing. I ask that you would bless those that have the ability to give today. In your precious name, in the church, say amen. 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 Let's worship. <laughs>
3: our hands and give him praise all over the sanctuary today. God is great. God is great. God is great and greatly to be praised. (coughs) Let's love him one more time. What a wonderful undergirding of the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. Come on, let's love him. Jesus, I love you and I praise you and I thank you for everything. Great God. Great God. Great God. Great God. I've been waiting all week for this. Great God. I've been waiting all week to give him praise. I've been waiting all week to get together with my brothers and sisters and give him glory and praise. You may not be able to do that at school, but you can do it here. You may not be able
1: to. Come on, somebody.
3: Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated for just one short moment. Of course, telling you you can be seated is probably a relief for some of us because we stand an awful lot. We do a lot of other things too. We run, jump, shout, celebrate the presence and the goodness of God. All of our visitors that are in this house, we are delighted that you are here. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. Praise God. Praise God. Out of thin air two weeks ago, I got a call from the president of Huntwood Cabinets. They are the largest cabinet manufacturer in the western United States and Canada. Their headquarters is here in Liberty Lake. And it just so happens that they own the building across the street from us. We have been praying and talking to God for over six years about that building across the street and out of thin air. That might not mean a lot to you, but to the pastor, I think that that God is blowing the trumpet. I didn't get a call from the police department. Didn't get a call from the jail. Didn't get a call with a problem. I got a call about an open door. Clap your hands and give God the praise. You may be seated. Well, the following Friday... They marched in like straight from the Pentagon. Brother Chris Earls was with me as an extra set of eyes and ears. The president of Huntwood Cabinet and three other men walked into this building and presented the building across the street to us. After the meeting last Sunday, I brought this to the congregation. Last Sunday, following service, we had a church board meeting uh, with the church board, and it was unanimous in that board meeting that they felt like we needed to move forward. Since that time, I again communicated with the president of Huntwood Cabinets and then had a meeting with our bank. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Lord. Everybody loves to meet with the bank, don't they? Yeah. You're looking about like I looked and sound about like I sounded. But really, everything is all good. We have an incredible relationship uh, with Washington Trust Bank. um, And they were delighted to see us. And they were delighted to hear the good news. The reality of it is, is... They, this entire deal kind of caught us on one leg and when you when you want to move forward you want to be on two legs <laughs> some of you understand what I'm saying some people when you talk about money they automatically have this this wall that goes up didn't come from church came from the, our culture it goes like this Shh. I used to have that wall until I saw how much God can bless. All the cattle is his. All the silver and gold is his. A heaven full of miracles and bounty is his. He's just looking for somebody that'll believe in him. I feel like God's come to the right place. I feel like God has come to. Come on, somebody clap your hand to give him praise. Praise God. And so, in preparation for what we believe that God wants to do, we are giving this church this entire week, we are asking you to give yourself to prayer, to godly consideration, because a week from today we are going to take pledges from this congregation that over the next six months we're going to do our very best to meet a financial goal we're going to give as an entire church. On the first Sunday of every month will be our commitment Sunday in which we will give Uh, towards our pledge, and after six months, we're going to tally it and see where we are and believe God for the very, very best. Somebody said, praise the Lord. I believe God's able. Now, you're probably sitting there saying, well, Pastor, you're, you're doing pretty good. I've been through four of these. What I'm talking about here right now, right here, right now, I'm not pushing this off on you. I'm in this with you. There's a lot of people... How many people, how many people, just for the sake so you can understand, how many people were in that very first building with us? Would you please stand? Do you see what your sacrifice has done? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How many people were in our second storefront on Sprague? Would you please stand? Can you see what your obedience and sacrifice has done? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. How many people were in the church on Broadway? Would you please stand very quickly? Look what your sacrifice has done. Thank you. The greatest revival for Cornerstone is not even in this building yet. They're still on bar stools. They're in broken marriages. They're in drug rehab. They're in Alcoholics Anonymous. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated. Next Sunday. We're going to be taking pledges, and our very first pledge Sunday will be on Sunday, October 6. Um, I don't know if you consider it a blessing or a curse, but as long as I've got breath and as long as I've got strength, there's more people to fill this building and bigger buildings to pursue for the kingdom of God. Let's clap our hands one more time and give God the praise. Lift your voice like a trumpet and give God the praise. Some of your children are going to fill that building. Some of your neighbors are going to fill that building. People you never dreamed are going to be in the kingdom of God.
4: Hallelujah.
3: I also I want to give a special welcome to sister Bree Powers. That was excellent singing this morning. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. At this time, I would like Sister Claiborne, would, would you come on up here? And uh, this is the wife of our tremendous evangelist, Brother Claiborne. We are going to pray. Would you stand with me? Very quickly, we're going to pray, and uh, this is a precious couple. God's hand is on them powerfully and wonderfully, and I believe that we're going to pray, and I believe that God is going to touch Sister Claiborne today. We were having uh, some dinner last week with Pastor Gamboa, and uh, when she was telling us a little bit. Uh, about some of the situation that she's been facing. I felt so strongly that we needed to pray for her today. And with the faith of the miraculous and the power of God that is in this congregation, we are going to pray. Would you extend your right hand right now? We're going to pray believing God in Jesus' name. Lift your voice and let's pray. shout with a voice of triumph God is a healer 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 healer. somebody give him praise and give him glory Praise praise God amen Amen. Amen. I also want to say it's nice to have Bev in church today. This is Sister Danny and Sister Bethany's grandmother, and her son Tim, which is their uncle, is here today. I want to tell you, God has something wonderful for all of us in this place today. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness, I wish you felt what I feel. I wish I was 30 years younger. I'd just start running right now. That'd probably probably end what God wants to do in this moment, but I'm so excited right now. Brother Claiborne, we're so honored to have you. Put your hand together for the man of God as he comes to preach.
4: Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus right now? Come on, do you love him? Let him know how much you love him right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, we're thankful for what we feel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. What a beautiful touch of the Lord we feel here. Amen. From the very first song to this present moment. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. I hope we never take for granted the presence of God. No matter what we come, no matter what situation we come with, no matter what is on our back that we come to church with. And no matter whether or not we leave with complete understanding or if we leave feeling every goosebump that we wanted to feel, anytime that we get the honor and privilege of being in the presence of God, we should always leave the house of God rejoicing. Rejoicing over the fact that we may not have everything figured out and there may still be more prayers that need to be prayed and there's still turmoil and wind and waves and all that out there in the world but we just got to come to the house of God and feel the very real presence of the creator of the sun, the moon, the stars and all the heavens. We get to feel what the entire world craves. We get to feel what the entire world is desperate and hungry to feel. May we always be grateful And may we always rejoice that we can feel the presence of God and feel tears coming down our face and feel repentance and feel love and power. There's nothing like it in the entire world. And may we always, always thank God for it and never take it for granted. Amen, I'm just somebody here that's thankful about the presence of God here this morning. Amen, thank you church so much for praying with us and praying for my wife and her health, I, I I absolutely believe that God has done a powerful work in our lives and in her body this morning. Amen. I could feel the presence of God so strong, like a rushing mighty wind, while we were praying, And and I don't think Brother Mayo knows it, and we can talk about this later, but as he was praying for my wife, the spirit of prophecy came on him, and he started saying some things that he did not know about amen things that that um you know when there's sickness fear can attach itself to sickness right and then you've got to pray about the sicknesses and the fears that come along with it and brother mayo just right now in both of our ears while he was praying prophesied some things to us so it lets me know 100 percent that god is in this and um, i just can't thank you enough thank you for your prayers thank you for your prayers John chapter 12, verses 28 through 30. John chapter 12, verses 28 through 30. While you're turning there, just want to say again how good it is to be here in the house of God, a cornerstone. good it is to be amongst people of like precious faith. Amen. Give honor to your pastor, your pastor's wife, their family. We sure love and appreciate the Mayos. Amen. Your pastor has a ministry that extends all around this country, and I'm sure outside of the country, just so thankful for men like you. Amen. And we're thankful for saints like you. Thank you for being here faithfully to the house of God. I, I was talking to a saint yesterday from Brother Gamboa's church, and I love what he said. You know, he's still got some kinks to work out, and he's still learning and growing like all of us are. But he said, Brother Claiborne, it takes an act of Congress to keep me from the house of God. He said, I just don't understand some of these people. They come maybe once every few months or just on Easter or Christmas. He said, for me, it takes an act of commerce to keep me out of the house of God. And I'm looking at people that feel the same way. Amen. Appreciate you so much. John 12, 28 through 30 says this, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said maybe an angel spoke to him. There was a voice speaking that people did not recognize. They felt something and they heard something but they did not know what it was. And Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me but for your sakes. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, for your sake. And say to yourself, for my sake. What I want to preach to us about today is this simple thought. I just want to preach about the voice. The voice. How many know that the voice of God still speaks in 2019? How many know that you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the voice of God that brought you here? If you're thankful for that voice and if you're going to help me preach, I wonder if you lift your voice and lift your hands right now. And let's welcome the presence of God. Let's make sure every distraction is moved aside. Come on, saints, lift your voice. Let the sound of your voice raise to heaven right now. Come on. Come on, each and every one of us. Come on, we got about 60% of us. There's just a little bit more of us. Come on. Hallelujah. How about all of us, 100%? Lift your voices right now. Come on. We're praying in faith right now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Liberty Lake, Washington, as it is in heaven. Come on, if you believe, just for a few more seconds, lift those voices. Come on, let your faith rise. Connect with the supernatural right now in this moment. How about this? 20 more seconds. We just need to pray a little bit longer. Is that all right? 20 more seconds. Come on. I just feel like this This may not be just for you, but your prayers right now are affecting someone in the pew next to you. Come on, we just need to increase this level of faith just a little bit more. Come on, let's increase our level of expectation. We are not coming with our head down and our hands down. We are coming in faith. There are people in this house of God that are desperate and have real needs. And if you are not one of those, then pray for one of those. Come on, let your faith rise right now. Let your faith rise right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Let your power fall, fill with the Holy Ghost heal bodies, heal minds show us our need to be baptized do it only you can do God give us a revival service this morning that we can put on the calendar that we will never forget for the rest of our lives come on, with anticipation put your hands together for Jesus Christ if you're going to help me preach You can be seated this morning. I believe with all of my heart that there is a voice that speaks and is speaking to all of humanity. I believe that more people would hear this voice if they would not spend all of their effort and their time trying to drown it out. Humans will spend copious amounts of time and money in an effort to drown this voice out, sometimes without even realizing what they are trying to drown out. We can try to drown out the voice with relationships, with money, with recognition, with fame, and various other mind altering substances. People try to drown it out with addiction, with drugs, with alcohol, with cigarettes, with pornography, with Hollywood, with fantasy, with whatever they can fit into their lives to try to drown out this voice that is constantly and incessantly trying to get their attention. However, I do not believe. That this voice can ever be truly stifled by our methods. No matter how hard we try, church, there will always be a voice telling us that there has got to be something more to our lives than money, than possessions, than careers, than addiction, than relationships. No matter how hard we try, there will always be that nagging inside of our chest that says, "Ma'am, sure there's something more. This will not please you. This will not satisfy you. You can throw as much money at it as you want. You." You can throw as much drugs at it as you want to. You can have as many boyfriends or girlfriends or husbands or wives as you want. But at the end of the day, that voice, that feeling inside your chest will never be filled or satiated until you come to know the God of the voice that is speaking to you. And all I know is this, I'm sitting in my chair over there while the worship is going and all I know is God speaks to me. He, I just felt this, just this title in my mind, the voice, because I believe what God is saying. There are people in this place that God has been desperately trying to get your attention. You are here even. Maybe you don't even realize entirely why you're here. Maybe somebody dragged you to church and you think you're here just because of them. You are not just here because of them. And if you're not, if you're not really knowing why you're here, let me remind you why you are here. Because through a series of events, whatever they may be, God has brought you here. There has been a voice speaking and there has been a hand pulling and there has been a hand tugging. And there are people in this place that you have been running away from the voice. There are people in this place that you do not understand what the voice is trying to speak to you. Amen. you know that you, you felt something, you've heard something, some weird things have been happening in your life. So you say maybe it's an angel, maybe it's thunder. But God is trying to say no, it's neither of those things. What you are feeling and experiencing is my voice trying to get your attention and that voice did not come for anybody else it came for your sake that voice is not just for these people in the pews it's not just for pastor mayo it's not just for the music no the voice what you've been feeling that drawing that tugging that nagging that voice has been for your sake it's been for your sake not just for your grandparents not just for your kids it's been for you And some of us, some of us may not yet know what is being spoken, because perhaps we don't yet know the God of the voice. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10 records the upbringing of a young man named Samuel. For those of us who do not know the story, let me just briefly remind you about Samuel. Samuel was raised in the temple. He was being mentored by the high priest Eli. And as the story goes, I'm just paraphrasing, Samuel's laying in his bed one night, and he hears a voice. Begin to speak to him. Samuel does not recognize the voice. The only other person around him is Eli, so naturally he assumes it's Eli. He runs to Eli and says, Eli, did you call me? Eli turns over, barely awake. No, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Samuel goes back to bed. It happens again. So Samuel runs to Eli a second time. Now Eli is really starting to get irritated. No, go back to bed, boy. I didn't wake you. Amen. But it happens the third time. And when Samuel goes to Eli, then Eli finally wakes up and understands what's happening. He says, son, what is happening? It's not my voice or anyone else's what you are hearing is the voice of God and you need to go back to your room and you need to basically pray here I am Lord speak for your servant for your son is listening but verse seven gives us a clue in first Samuel three it tells us that the reason Samuel did not recognize the voice of God was because he did not yet know the Lord so many people will do the same thing that Samuel did when they begin hearing the voice. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of how God has brought people to church where there's somebody that doesn't know God. There's somebody that doesn't really go to church, but all of a sudden some weird things in their life start happening. They, they start feeling some things. They start experiencing some things. They start seeing some things that before they weren't seeing. And so what do they do? Because they don't recognize what's going on and they don't, they don't know that it's God behind those efforts, what they'll do is they'll call that praying grandmother. They say, Grandma, I don't know what's going on, but I know you pray. I know you believe in God. Would you pray for me because some weird things have been going on in my life. They'll they'll, they'll go to that aunt or uncle that goes to church and says, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I just got in a car wreck and all the doctors and the cops are looking at me shocked that I'm alive. And I, I just feel something strange. I don't know what's happening, but I know you go to church. Would you pray for me? They they, they may not know the voice. They may not recognize what's happening. But they will go to what they believe is the closest source that is connected to the voice. They will go to what they believe is the closest source connected to the supernatural. And can I tell someone here today that just because you do not yet recognize the voice does not mean the voice has not been speaking to you. And this may not comfort some of us, but but I know there's a few people that, that what I'm speaking right now is going to absolutely help you and confirm some things for you. Just because you do not yet recognize the voice does not mean the voice has not been speaking to you. We live in a world that, that you, maybe you're here on the pew today and you say, well, where was God during that? Where was God during my divorce? I haven't heard his voice. Where was God when my life was falling apart? Where was God when that happened with my kids? Where was God when that happened with my sickness? God wasn't speaking to me. God was nowhere to be found. Can I tell you something? Just because you don't recognize the voice of God does not mean he was not speaking to you. As a matter of fact, what I hope God will prove to you today is that he was speaking to you the entire time. Yeah, through that bondage, through that addiction, through that messed up time of your life, God was actually speaking the entire time. Yeah, through your sickness. Yeah, through your divorce. God was trying to get your attention the entire time. But just because you don't yet know the voice does not mean the voice has not been trying to get a hold of you. In fact, I would tell you, that chasm of emptiness that you feel, that, that nagging that there has to be something more, that is the voice of God. That feeling that, that that no, there has to be something more to this, and I've and I've gained this, and I and I finally reached that goal that I had, and I reached it, and then I still felt empty. One of the loneliest times in life is when you reach a place when you have an experience that you thought would be ultimate, and you reach the experience just to find that it has let you down. And you finally get what you wanted. And you finally get what you fought for. And you finally get what perhaps you even lied and stole and cheat a little bit for. Because, hey, it's always well that ends well. It's just a means to an end. And you finally reach that pinnacle of success, whatever that might be. And you get there and you stand on top of the mountain. And you feel the wind blowing in your hair. And you realize you are more lonely than you've ever been in your life. And I know there might just be a few talking I'm talking to. Maybe you stumbled in here for the first time this morning. Maybe this is your sixth time or seventh time. Amen. God is trying to get your attention. That nagging and that emptiness, that thing that bothers you so much. That, that 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 lack of satisfaction that bothers you so much. Listen, I know it's I know it's nagging and I know it's frustrating, but guess what? That's the best thing that you could be feeling because that's what God is trying to use to let you know there's something more to your life. Yes, I'm gonna keep nagging you, and yes, I'm gonna keep bugging. You and yes, you're gonna continue to have a hole, a God, a God-shaped hole in your heart until you come to me because I'm the only thing that can fill it. I cannot let you, son. I cannot let you, daughter, be satisfied with the things of this world because if I let you be satisfied, then you would never find me. You would never discover me. Come on, there's there. Uh, there's a voice that's after somebody here today. I don't know who it is, but God's been speaking. God's been chasing. God has been relentless after you. He's been moving heaven and earth to try to get your attention, to try to let you know there's deeper, there's more, there's a greater thing than you've ever experienced in your life. So I implore you today, God has sent a preacher to you today to let you know Don't try to drown out that voice when he begins speaking. Stop trying to drown out the voice. Stop trying to fill it with everything else. Why don't you respond to that voice? Why don't you explore that nagging feeling and see where it leads? I'll let you know where it will lead. It will lead you right here to the house of God. It will lead you right here to an altar call. It will lead you with your hands raised, with tears coming down your eyes, knowing that you are in the right place, finally satiated with that hole in your heart. Don't think he isn't speaking just because you don't recognize it. Don't think that God doesn't love you and care about you and he's been speaking to everyone else but you just because you don't recognize the voice. I'll never forget, I used to I used to work at a cell phone store, amen, several years ago to pay my way through college. Amen, I was working two jobs and one of the jobs was, a, was working at a cell phone store. And I remember my manager and a coworker there, we were talking one day and they were asking me, they were asking me what my favorite television shows were. They were all talking about television. And I was not trying to be unkind or make them feel, you know, uh, uh, less than or anything like that. But I just said, listen, I don't have favorite television shows because I don't, I don't watch television. And, and they looked at me kind of skeptical. And then I said, I've actually never owned one. And uh, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Their eyes got as big as plates. And man, realizing that I had I'd never owned one in my life. And, and they made this statement that so many people make, which is, I don't know how you did that. How did you grow up? And how, how, do you, how do you live without television? They said, I, I can't live without my television. I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, they were genuinely amazed. And I sat there thinking, well, this is, this is sad and this is a picture of the world we live in. But, of course, I was praying for them and continue to pray for them. And, and so I said, I don't have favorite television shows. And then, and then as we talked more about it, they all of a sudden got really serious. And they were like, listen, no, seriously, well, we can't live without our televisions. And I, I said, why? Why is that? They said, listen, uh, when we go home... And, and we get home, and all of a sudden, all the thoughts start to barrage our mind and all and all the, all the all, now when we 're alone with our thoughts and there 's so much nagging, and there 's so much man there 's got to be something more, and we, we can 't take it it 's so overwhelming, so nagging we, we have to have some white noise, we have to have some background noise, so we 'll flip it on, and we might not even watch it, but we 'll just let it run in the background twenty four seven hopefully hopefully hoping that it will drown out these thoughts that come to our minds. You see you see one of them one of them had been a raging alcoholic and an addict for years and his wife had left him and, and and left him and his little boy and his life was a wreck and the other one had was also dealing with drugs and his wife left him had an affair with a biker and he was left at 23 years old managing a store and taking care of two little kids his life was a wreck, and, and he had turned to things other than God they did not know God they were turning to other things to try to find safety and try to find satisfaction and nothing was working so the nagging thoughts kept coming and kept coming but instead of being able to be alone with them. Instead of exploring them, instead of, instead of getting on their knees and say, God, is this you? What, what is this all about? Instead, they continue to drown it out and drown it out with television and various other mind-altering substances. And listen, these are just two people, but these people represent the entire country that we live in. People, people my manager said, he said, I cannot go to sleep at night if I don't have the television running. He basically said, that's my babysitter, that's my lullaby. If I don't have that running, then my thoughts will just run and run and run. Listen, can I tell you, I know sometimes our mind will attack us, and I know sometimes it's hard to sleep and all that's just life, but can I tell you, if the majority of your life you are afraid to be alone with your own thoughts, then that is not the will of God. Can I, can I just tell you if you are afraid always, always to be alone with your own thoughts because your thoughts are always saying there's something more to life than this, there's something more that you could have and experience, if, come on, if, if, if that's if that's where you're at, that is not the will of God. God is trying to help you understand. Listen, I know it's uncomfortable. I know those thoughts are uncomfortable. I know that nagging is uncomfortable. But that is me, God, trying to get your attention, trying to pull you in, trying to let you know, stop drowning out my voice with distraction, with pleasure, with white noise, and the things of this world. Put all of that aside, and you will begin to hear my voice and recognize my voice and receive fulfillment from my voice and from a relationship with me. There is something more. I'm telling you, sir. I'm telling you, man, those thoughts you've been having, let this preacher confirm it for you. There is something more. There is greater. There is more satisfaction. There is real joy that lasts. There is real peace that lasts. There is peace that passes understanding. There is righteousness. You can be pure. You can have a clean mind. You don't have to have a dirty mind. You can be pure and separate and different from the world. God wants to set you free. And if you would stop running and stop trying to distract yourself, you will hear and see the hand of God. (sighs) I'll never forget hearing, hearing a man say, meaninglessness, meaninglessness does not come from being weary of pain. Meaninglessness comes from being weary of pleasure. There's some people in this house who are weary of pleasure because you've been trying to stuff all kinds of earthly pleasures down your throat in a hope that it would make you feel full, but it doesn't. Meaninglessness does not come from being weary of pain. It comes from being weary of pleasure. We in the American church and those who are out in the world, someone has to, you've got to hear the voice. You've got to understand you cannot keep trying to drown out the voice with pleasure, amen, or you will never receive what you need. I'll never forget a man saying he he used to live in India, he grew up in India, and he had always dreamed of coming to America, because America was the land of promise and opportunity, and it is, and I am very grateful to live in this country, there's no question about that, but he grew up in a war-torn India, he grew up very impoverished, no money, bullets flying around him, friends that he knew dying, and, and it was a place of great pain. And he said he always wanted to move to America because he heard the stories of the great abundance and how happy and joyful everyone was there. And so he finally got, he finally reached America in his later years, his late teens, early 20s. And he got there and he was so thankful to be there, but there was one thing he quickly realized that he was not expecting. He said, you can tell a lot about a country by its poets. And that's true. And uh, the only thing is we we don't really listen to Shakespeare on the radio and all that now, our poets now are the singers and the songwriters and the celebrities. Those, those are our version of poets. He said, you can tell a lot about a country by its poets. And, and, and Paul was even some, someone that said he quoted uh, uh, the, the locals' poets. He said, even as your own poets have said. And so clearly there is, there is a consensus. And so he's saying, he's saying uh, 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 I, I turned on the radio when I moved to America and I started listening to America's poets. And I started hearing America's poets sing about how depressed they were and how messed up their lives were and how they were moving on from one relationship to another relationship. He said, and then I started looking some of them up and listening to their interviews, and they were absolutely depressed, some of them schizophrenic. He said that, that there was plenty others that were taking their lives left and right, ODing on drugs and everything else. He said, I didn't understand. This is America. This is supposed to be the land of the free. This is supposed to be where everyone's perfect and happy. But that is when he got the revelation that meaninglessness does not come from being weary of pain. It comes from being weary of pleasure. And those that have the most pleasure, the celebrities, the singers, the songwriters, the Hollywood actors, those are the ones that are the most miserable. So stop thinking that somehow if you would just garner more pleasure and just garner more earthly treasure, then somehow you would be happy. No. Take an example from those who have all the earthly pleasures and look at how unhappy they are. Come on. You might be in pain right now, but you can still have meaning in the middle of your trial. You can still have meaning in the middle of your pain, but if you try to stuff your life and stuff your face with pleasure, you won't have any meaning at all. Get rid of all that. Get rid of the distractions. Put it aside so you can hear the voice of God. Somebody praise him right now. I'm moving quickly. Somebody worship Hallelujah. I don't mean to stay here this long. This is not, this is not my plan or in my notes, but can I just say something to the young people of this church? Amen. If there's young people in this church and you idolize the Hollywood or the celebrity or the singer-songwriter culture, can I tell you that you've got the wrong idols and you've got the wrong heroes? I know I'm preaching to good young people. This might just be for one or two, but can I tell you that you have even more wisdom than those heroes that you admire? those people that you admire so much, your head is better squared on your shoulders than theirs are. If you were in the same room with them, you would be shocked at how messed up they are. Don't put them on your walls. Don't put them on the background of your phone. Don't follow them on social media. They won't do you any good. If you want to find a hero, get you a faithful saint of God, get you a faithful preacher, get you a good man or a good woman of God, you have more wisdom and you have more understanding than those heroes that you've been admiring. Hallelujah. And you know what the truth is? If some of those people, at least the ones that are hungry and sincere, they would give anything to have what you have. They would give anything to have what you possess. And to have what we take for granted every Sunday, they would give anything for it. Everything in their lives falling apart. And we've got people that come to church and feel the presence of God and walk out of the house of God and just go do the same thing. Or, ah, yeah, it was okay. They didn't sing my favorite song today. "Ah." We we so easily take for granted what God gives us. I'll never forget, I was in the Dallas airport. None of this is in my notes. God God is just, he's leading us somewhere right now. I'm going to follow this. I was in the Dallas airport, and I had to catch a flight, and I was, I was almost late for my flight, but, but I had just barely enough time to get a tea. I was at a tea shop that was there, and I passed by, and I said, I'm going to go in there and get a drink, and there was a lady there working, and she was the only one in the shop. I ordered my drink. She was very friendly. She started talking with me. She started making my drink. She started opening up to me in an amazing way. Now, she did not know I was a minister. She definitely did not know I was an apostolic minister, but I guess she felt something in my spirit she could trust, and she, she began opening up herself to me. She said, I've been going through this and going through that and, and all this stuff. And, I, and, and then I revealed to her, I said, well, listen, I'm a minister. I didn't tell her what kind. But I said, I'm a minister and, and before, I, uh, before I leave, we can pray together. And, and she said, okay. She said, but there's something else I need to tell you. She said, I've been having these crazy dreams. I said, yeah, tell me about them. She said, she said sometimes, you know, they're dark dreams and I know they're good and, and, and they're scary dreams. She says, but, but then afterwards she said, I started getting all these peaceful dreams, all these wonderful dreams, these heavenly dreams. And she said, the one that keeps coming back the most and the one that touches me the most in my heart. She says, I don't understand it, sir. In my dream, I'm standing in my dream with my hands raised and and my head raised and I'm speaking in other tongues. She she said, I can't figure it out. I I don't know what this is. I don't know what this means. And I said, ma'am, you don't realize who you're talking to. I am not just a minister, but I am a Pentecostal minister, and I believe in speaking in other tongues, and the dreams that you have can become reality. They don't have to stay dreams. They can become real. And that woman started weeping right there in the middle of the shop. Can I tell you, the world dreams about what we take for granted. The world dreams about what we have. The world wants what we have. They're desperate for a voice. They're desperate for the God behind the voice. Don't take for granted what we have. And if you've never spoken tongues, if you've never been filled with the Spirit, if you've never been filled by the God of that voice, God wants to fill you today. maybe you've been having dreams one of the musicians come maybe you've been having dreams about about being having joy about being satisfied. Maybe you've been having dreams about having a good family instead of a broken one. Maybe you've been having all these dreams and you're wondering how are these dreams going to come to pass. Can the voice just talk to you right now? Those dreams are going to be fulfilled in your life. I'm prophesying to somebody right now when you come to God and you lay your will and you lay your life at the altar, those dreams that you have will become a reality. It's amazing, it's amazing how far God will go to reach somebody. And this is important because there's someone here, there's someone here that you've been running. You've been running from the voice. You've been running, not walking, not speed walking, but running. And God has been hot on your heels. And he's not stopped chasing you and running after you. And you run all you want, y- your mind's going to be blown when you realize how far he'll go. He's got a lot more breath in his lungs than you do. He's got a lot more stamina than you do. And he'll keep chasing you. He'll keep making you uncomfortable on purpose because he wants you to be saved. It blows my mind to see over my entire short lifespan, that God has never stopped pulling and tugging on me. I was not someone that always wore a suit and tie and had a comb over But there were years in my teenage years where sadly and unfortunately I walked away from God and there's no excuse for it and I'm not proud of it. The greatest testimonies are those who stayed in the church, not who left the church. Amen. So I have a testimony, but I wish my testimony was that I stayed, not that I left. Nevertheless, I I had walked away from God and I had begun to abuse myself and my body and my mind. and. I'll never forget, there were so many times where I was doing things that were wrong and I, and I wondered where God was. And there were times where God would show himself to me. He was so merciful. If I ever came to an altar, even in the middle of my sin, it doesn't matter what I had done the night before, if I came to an altar and I sincerely prayed, guess what? Even though it was the last thing that I deserved, God was there every time. And I would still feel his presence and he would still, he would still love on me, even though I'm the last person on planet Earth that deserved it. And I'll never forget, though, one time... One time I was driving down the road with with my well a friend of mine, he was usually the one that I would do drugs with together, and we were both high on prescription pills and man, we have both taken a lot. And I believe there may have been some marijuana involved as well. We were high out of our minds, and we were in his truck, and we were driving down the road and i 'll never forget we both blacked out while he was driving at the same time and right before we blacked out, we were about to cross through a busy intersection and, and we blacked out. And we both came to at the same time. We both instantly knew what had happened. We both came awake and we looked at each other with bloodshot eyes and realized that we both had passed out. And yet we ended up about a mile and a half down the road. Still on the road, still between the white lines not running into any of those buildings around us or any of those cars around us. And I didn't understand it then, and I just thought, I didn't really think much about it then. It wasn't until later, after I gave my life to God, and I looked back in hindsight, I began seeing the fingerprints of God all over my life, and I realized in situations like that one, huh, I thought God didn't care. I thought God wasn't with me. He was with me the entire time. He is the only reason that I did not end up in a ditch. He is the only reason that I did not end up in a car wreck he's the only reason that i did not end up t-boned in the middle of the intersection don't tell me that god has not been moving don't tell me that god has not been speaking don't tell me that his fingerprints are not on your life you may not realize it right now but when you give your life to god and you look back you will realize that god was with you and with you there the entire time his fingerprints were there. His hand was there. And if you surrender yourself, you will see that he's been speaking all along. You'll see his handprints, his fingerprints, his love all over your life. But you won't be able to see it until you give yourself to him. You won't be able to see it till you surrender yourself to him. And then he will take the scale off your eyes and help you to see correctly. Here's my last scripture, and I'm going to close. I feel the Holy Ghost here. God will do anything to reach you. He'll do anything to reach you. He'll put you in the hospital if He has to to reach you. John 10, 4 through 5. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him. Why? For they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. Can I tell you, once you become one of his sheep, then you will will come to know his voice if you listen. But until then... You are only going to hear and know the voices of strangers. The reason why maybe you're not happy right now, the reason why you're miserable right now and you can't find satisfaction is because the only voices that you know are the voices of strangers, strange people, strange things, strange spirits who do not care about you and love you the way that God does. They cannot help you and satisfy you the way God can. You're lonely, you're looking for love, you're looking for help and satisfaction, and then the text comes in on a Friday night, the voice of a stranger, it says, will you go out tonight? We're all going to go party, we're all going to go to the club. Come on, don't be by yourself, come hang out with us. You're lonely. So, the text comes in on Saturday night from that boyfriend or that girlfriend that you know you shouldn't hang out with and you know doesn't have what's best for you and only wants ill intents for you, and they've already hurt you and you told yourself you wouldn't go back to them, but now the text comes in again and you know you shouldn't do it, but you give in and you get in your car and you drive over to their house late on a Saturday night? Why do you do that? You ever ask yourself why you do that and why you stay in the same cycle? It's because all you know are the voices of strangers and you need guidance and you need help. And the voices come in through call or through text or somebody at your work, but, but they're not good voices. They're they're not the voices that you need. You're trying to get your finances in order, but all the advice around you are from people that cannot balance their own checkbook. They're the voices of strangers. You're trying to get marriage advice from people that are on their fifth and sixth marriage. All you know is the voice of strangers. I get it. You need help. You need, you need guidance. You need counsel. You don't need to be so alone. You need comfort. Yes, all of those are real needs, but you're not going to get them from strangers. You're not going to get them from the voices of strangers. The advice and the help and the direction that you need is only going to come from the voice of God. Once you know His voice, you will flee from the voices of strangers. Once you come to know His voice, you will run from that bad advice. You will say, I'm not going to be tripped up by that anymore. You will run from that deadbeat boyfriend. You will run from that deadbeat girlfriend. You will run from that person that has only been hurting you and harming you. Come on. You need to know the voice of God so that way you can protect yourself from the voices of strangers. You need to know the voice of God. And when you do, you will run. You won't walk. You won't skip. You will run away from those things that have been harming you for years. You will run away from those cycles that have been harming you for years. Come to know His voice. Come to know his voice today. Hebrews 3 and 15 says today if you will hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. Hear his voice today. He's calling you sir. He's tugging on you ma'am whoever you are. Amen. Don't, don't, Don't let pride or anxiety or fear or anything hold you back from surrendering yourself to God today. Come on there's already people here at this altar. If God has spoken to you today and God is tugging at your heart and trying to get your attention, God sent this preacher here for you. Come on, come and lift your hands. Surrender to the voice of God. Surrender that voice that's going to give you a relationship with him that surpasses any other relationship you could ever have. Come on. Why is he speaking? Why is he pulling? Why is he tugging? Because he loves you. Because he wants a relationship with you. Because he wants to know you and wants you to know him. Come on. Come on, we're praying. God is here. Come on. Come on, sir, how long will you run? Come on, ma'am. How long will you run? Come on. Listen, the Spirit's not done here. Guess what? The Spirit hasn't even really got started yet. We're fixing to break into something right now, and it's going to come in accordance with your prayer and your hunger. Come on. Come on. This is for you today. How long will you run, sir? How long will you run, ma'am? Come to know the God of that voice. He wants you. He wants a relationship with you more than anything else. Come on, more than your talents, more than your abilities. He wants your heart. Come on. Come on, just lift your hands right now. Begin opening your mouth and praying. You don't have to pray a special formula. You don't have to have all the magical words. Come on, just be honest with God. Talk to Him like you would a best friend right now. Just speak to Him. Talk to Him. Respond to the voice of God. God who's speaking to me. Come on, he's speaking right now. Come on, let him wrap you in his arms. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, let him give you joy unspeakable. Yeah, this is the day. I'm putting it on my calendar. This This is the day I'm done running. This is the day I'm done running. This is the day I'm surrendering it all to him. Come on, sir. If you're there in your pew and God's been speaking to you, I want to invite you to come to this altar. Come on. Don't be too afraid. Don't be too proud. Come on. God's moving on us. Me. Saints of God, if you're there in the back or in your pews, Come on, help us pray. If this was not for you, then stretch your hands forth and help pray for those of us that it was for. Come on, come on, everybody, let's gather together. Let's bind together and pray right now. Let's lift our voices. Come on.